Oh, hello. Nick Grimshaw here on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose, of course. My last day today. Um, But what a fun one. Let's see what we have for you today. The very lovely John Way filled me in on his brand new memoir, wonderfully titled Dancing on Eggshells. Show chef Martha had a sweet Sunday treat. We set, and wait for it, Tracy Chapman and Keith Lemon up on a phone date to test their compatibility. And Angela Scanlon joined us ahead of next weekend when she'll be here pretending to be Graham Norton. Well, let's get cracking then. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Virgin Radio. Time to welcome our guest, Mr. John Waite is here. Hiya. I was going to start Hiya. asking you a question then. I didn't realise you were going back Sorry, on Sorry, I did do a surprise. You did? I, I, I don't know what was good. I wasn't I concentrating. it wasn't scandalous. No, I know. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't warn you. Apologies, apologies. You're right, love, don't worry. Um, welcome. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. It's been good to be in London for a few days, yeah, because I'm back in the deepest dark depths of the northwest of England. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's lovely to be back down in London. Flogging, oh, yeah, nice. Flogging me book. Flogging me book. Well, it's not a book. It's also a doorstop as yeah, well. Yeah, so you know. it works for both. It yeah. works for it both. Works for yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works for everything, if you, just in case. I won't get one yeah. for you. Yeah, get two. Get two. Yeah, why not? One for your eyes, one for the door. <laughs> um, but how is life? How is everything going? And how is your, your weekend going? Weekend's great. Yeah, we've had a lovely weekend. Uh, life is good. I'm working on Pack Lunch, Desk Pack Lunch on uh-huh. Channel 4 still, which is coming back on uh, on the 4th of September. Oh, soon. Uh, with Steph McGovern. I love her. Isn't she? Because you, you've, you've done that show. Yeah. You, but, you hosted it. I, yeah. Did you love it? I loved it. I really, really did. It's, I really did. Nice team. It's laid nice back, vibe. isn't it? It really is. Sometimes you Because I hosted it with Anna Maxwell Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you just forget that you're on television. Yeah, you do. And you almost say naughty things. You do. Sometimes you do. You do. You do. I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm always Steph saying naughty does. things. Yeah. Well, Steph and I like each other. We're both, <laughs> we're both, we've both got verbal diarrhea. Yes. But that's good. I want that on the telly. It's broadcasting. Yeah, I like that. It's, bro- it's broadcasting. broadcasting. It's broadcasting, guys. But yeah, that show is a lot of fun. When I had to host it, you had to. It's it's live every day, of course. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. on it. Um, but the only thing that they don't do live is like you know they uh, like pre-record the opener, that little yeah. bit. Yeah. I don't know if you saw me doing that. I didn't. I, well, I messed it up five times, and then they went, all right, we're out of time now. You're just going to have to do it live, and then did it all right. So the, it's like we needed the pressure. The majority of times when I'm in and we have to redo that is because of something I say okay. or do. Okay, good. And I'm Because I'm, I'm a potty mouse. Yes. So I don't know how when we're live on air. But you're live now, I, I know, I know. Yeah. On the radio, and again, not my show, so don't swear. I won't. Okay, or Graham You'll will be never around. Be invited. I know back. Graham's like. Oh, he'll be there with a bottle of his wine, <laughs> yeah. smashing him around the kneecaps. Yeah, very yeah. aggressive, Graham. <laughs> famously, famously. <laughs> but life's good. When you are, uh, you've got work coming up soon. This weekend, have you got a weekend of like leisurely hanging around London time, well, or are you well, are no. you actually working hard? We're working hard. Yeah. yeah, we're working hard. So I've been doing the doing different radio and TV to promote the book. There's other radio. Th- there is. What? There is. There is other radio, I believe. Weird. I know. Um, <laughs> but no, so we've had a lovely weekend. We've been to, have you been to, can I name a restaurant? Yeah, on go for Picnic it. Picnic yeah. in Bermondsey. No. A French little bistro. They do the Ooh. best lamb. Oh my God, you've got to go. Oh, I'm right. You and Angela should now. go. Oh yeah, Picnic. Because the lamb, they do a lamb saddle on ragu. Ooh. And it's dead simple. We've Ooh. been twice this weekend because the lamb's that good. Oh wow, that is. But d- a very meaty weekend. <laughs> meaty weekend. Yeah. Same restaurant. Twice. twice but when it's good you could just got it's to. good you got to. what's the reaction when someone like you who is known for um cooking and baking and and you know knowing about food what's the reaction when you go into a restaurant well people don't recognize me 
They must do. Well, though, I've had, some, I've had more changes than Britney Spears and Madonna haven't time. <laughs> He's got different hairdos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and also, I'm not very memorable. I'm not like Jamie or Nigella or Gordon. I'm just like a little humble... You don't uh, wear chef ...not lights. entity from Wigan. So, <laughs> I don't think people actually know who I am. I just, and I don't tell them because right. I, am no, I am nobody. You don't say, it's me, John, winner of Bake Off. <laughs> I'll lamb, please. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I just I think... reckon people would recognise you, especially foodies like people who know food because i always think with angela it's like if angela works in a re- restaurant there, there must be a chat in the kitchen yeah, like and- angela <laughs> it must happen but she's a massive name in it food must happen. she's a huge name in food like she's so respected i do food but also i've kind of disgraced myself with you know my, <laughs> my, my show, oversharing my life <laughs> on social media you know so i don't think the food industry pretty much likes me at the minute which is understandable well they like you in picnic because like you just shouted them out yeah on the radio but it's pronounced it's spelled peak oh P-I-Q-U-E. yes yeah, so p-i-q-u-e oh p-i-q u-e yeah hyphen oh n-i-q-u-e oh Full yeah stop. picnic yeah i like that oh um, you've written it down, written it down i'm not lying i'm oh. gonna give it a google you should you yeah, love it i'm gonna go um and what about when you go to like friends houses so say this weekend a lot of people listening to the show are, are cooking baking because it's like bank holiday weekend they're opening up the doors having yeah. friends and family around do people do that to you or are they like oh we're not having john i'm not baking for john no we lurk and live in the shadows we yeah they're like i can't anyway. bake for john the no, pressure i love my friends my friends know that i'm not fussy at all like i'm not one of those people who will critique food i'm mm-hmm. grateful for food even if it's a golden arches mcdonald's or if it's a high-end food. like i love food yeah the only thing i will decline is oysters right uh, but no one i hang out with eats it's, oysters no you're not, <laughs> not doing an oyster pizza. around us no. yeah come around for an oyster yeah no, said like, no one ever like washing my hair that day yeah unfortunately. Uh, so no I'm, I'm just not one of those people like i'm just i'm just normal yeah you're I'm not, right. not a, yeah i'm not judgy yeah you're live not, like, live. desperate to be like, get the get the four-course meal out, well, please, I, I'm coming round. I find that people who are insecure in themselves or their career, they're the judgy ones. Right. It's always the way, whether it's in food or in life. Yeah. If you're judgmental and if you comment horrible things on people, what people do, you've got issues with yourself. Yes. So sort that out first, love. Yes, yeah, sort, sort that out, love. We don't know who we're talking about, but well, someone out there. So there's someone out there. Because I always think when someone cooks for you or makes food for you, it's always better. Always tastes better than when like you've made it. Oh, yeah, well, I think... That's just the, the feeling of but it. But scientifically as well, because when you're cooking over a pot of food, all the molecules have gone into your head, you know, into your head, uh-huh. into your olfactory bulb, and you're already used to it. So when you taste it, it feels underwhelming. Oh. But when someone else cooks something for oh, you that like, you haven't been around, it's like it affronts the senses. It's like a surprise. It is a surprise. Oh, it's like a bowl that. of potpourri. Yeah, you're like, oh um, my God, what's this? Yeah. So I think, I always think, but my mum is number one in in fishing for compliments with food. Like she'll put a plate of food down and she'll go, I'm sorry, guys, it's just not the best. <laughs> but the one she always says is, I've really let you down here. <laughs> and she's never let us down. Like, and it's banging. Great. It's banging. Yeah, it's really good. But we know that she's doing it because she wants us to say, oh, mum, no, you're amazing. Like, <laughs> oh. I don't know how you do it, Linda. <laughs> Shout out, Linda. You never let us down, Linda. And John, you are here to talk about your book. I am. um, Which we've got to talk about before we get into it. And I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, as they always say. Yeah. However, I do. Oh, go on. And by a title. The title is 10 out of 10. Isn't it great? It is the best. Can you give the title, please? The title is dancing on eggshells incredible the subtitle is kitchen ballroom and the messy in between i can't take like, credit for the title oh because the title is what sold it to me i went into my publisher's uh, <laughs> office and they were like we're gonna we they've been, they've been nagging me to write like a mental health memoir book for uh-huh. years and then after strictly they got me in and said well, what, what if you wrote a book called dancing on eggshells and joe the edit the publisher she thought of the title in the shower 
it's good. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm so that was it. Joe. That was Joe. So I need Joe to get in the shower now and think of a book title for me. Because oh. Dancing on Eggshells, I was like, that is, that's selling itself it already. Is. It is. It's, a, it's an amazing title. It is. It covers everything. It covers, it covers, it covers everything. everything. The dancing, the, the baking. The baking. The slight weird personality that I've got. <laughs> the ADHD, everything. It covers everything. It does. Um, how was the process for you? Like <laughs> sitting and and writing a book? Well, I've written, this is my sixth book, because I've written five cookery books as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one is this like a memoir. This yeah. is a memoir, yeah. so it's yeah. non-fiction narrative. But actually, I wrote it as I was starting my sobriety at life, because I'm sober now, because I, I completely had to be. Uh-huh. And uh, actually, it was great, because when you look back at your life when you go when I was in therapy for example you look back and you think the therapist always asked me like about my relationship with my mum and sometimes that could be quite damaging because mm-hmm. I'd then start fixating on things but when I wrote my memoir and looked back on on life generally I was like I've had a really good life you know it's been difficult in ta- at times but I'm not a victim of anything you know I've really I've had a few struggles but for the most part I'm really grateful that my life's been so brilliant with people I love and people who love me so it was actually a very I hate the word healing, because it's just a bit hippy-dippy, isn't but, it? But it was a it healing was, yeah, process. Yeah. And, you know, people have, people have already read the book and have said, like, they can take elements of that story and apply it to their own life. Mm-hmm. So it, even though it's my story, I do hope it'll help people in their journey with sobriety, with ADHD, with body dysmorphia, whatever people are going through. Yeah. You know, it can apply to their life too. I think it will as well. And I think the way that you write and the way that you talk about it as well, it's very sort of, you know, easy to, to relate to. You're yeah. not, you know, you're you're aware, like saying healing's a bit dramatic. Yeah. Which it is. And I, think, I don't know if it might be a Northern thing. I don't know. Probably. Where it's just like, shut up and get on with it. But I found it like, you know, if you talk about like going to having therapy or whatever, my brother would be like, don't be so stupid. It's true. Do you know it's what I mean? True. There's a lot of that in there. And maybe for men as well well so i think the way that you talk about it will will help well, people just, open up yeah it's matter of fact it's yeah. honest and yeah I, you know i've not tried to paint myself in a good light i've been a bit of a an idiot i was going to swear then i've been a bit <laughs> of an don't. idiot uh, in my life and i'm not afraid to admit that uh-huh. because i'm not the same person you yeah know, i've grown yeah and we all we all grow and that's life that's isn't it? life what's the point of life Frank, that is life that's life <laughs> and when you were writing it john were you like were you because well, i did a book uh last year yeah and i like didn't i'd send like little bits to people and then i'd be like oh actually i don't want their opinion on this bit but this bit's quite funny so i'll get their opinion on that did you send bits out to people like to friends and family yeah I did I sent it all my partner Paul read everything because obviously uh-huh. it talks about us and our relationship um, I sent to my mum my mum read the manuscript as well my stepdad I was like I, I let people read it first yeah. and then I gave them the opportunity for me to change anything because I wasn't going to write a tell all memoir tell all like a, a scandalous book without people seeing it because it's uh-huh. not a scandalous book that's yeah. the point point. and so yeah I shared it with my family and friends and I I was grateful for that because they kind of gave me a bit of direction and said, well, this is a bit rubbish. Like, this is... You need that. This is lacklustre. Yeah. Pull your socks up, boy. <laughs> bit boring, this bit. bit. Boring. Like, hey, it's my life story. <laughs> but I'm grateful for that. I sent it to a food writer <laughs> and this food writer sent me a, a message back and I was, she was like, you know, this, this is rushed. It needs work. And I was like, okay, I can have a meltdown or I can get down to work. So I, for four days, I just sat there at my desk getting the book edited uh-huh. and I was grateful for that feedback, you know. So it was... I think you, you have to accept your flaws and and, and improve work yeah. don't you from that totally yeah, yeah. and it's, it's rare I think as well I thought when I was doing mine like, it's quite rare that you'd b- sit down and think 
my life. I like, yeah. You don't really do that, do you? Because you're like getting up, going to work, you're just getting on with things. And you things. think about things like little bits and bobs, don't yeah, you? Yeah, they get distracted. There, think, yeah. from, from conception to, you know, from yeah. cradle to the grave. Yeah, you're not like, let me think about my childhood. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite, it's, you know, it's quite, a, a, you, right, a healing It's healing, process. but also it's a bit weird because it's a bit like, it's a bit narcissistic, isn't it, in a way? As well, it's like, yeah, all about bit. me for three yeah. months. But yeah. actually, when you write it, it's like, well, yeah, that, that is what it is. Done. Yeah. And then what's the reaction been like? How's it been received? We've been get, I'm sure you've been getting loads of messages and DM'd from people. Yeah, the, people have loved people it. Have read it. People have been really, really lovely about it. Like they've, they've accepted it for a very honest, quite dark, there's dark comedy in mm. there as well because I'm quite dark in my sense of humour. Um, and people, people like it. Some people have said that it really does help them with their life. It applies to their life. They think it's really honest and open because, you know, when we work in the media, sometimes we are a bit afraid of of our truths aren't we and we, we kind of live in shame a little bit mm-hmm. sometimes um, but I just think well you've got to own it you've yeah. got to just put it on a plate let people yeah. take what they want and I think you know I've been a bit there's been a lot of headlines about the whole Strictly story which I don't want to go into now but I think the point of it that I'm trying to make is that it's not about Strictly like the Strictly story is a tiny portion mm-hmm. of this book it's a book about you know mental health about coming of age about coming out so there's, there's, there's so much more to it than just Strictly. Yeah. Um, so I hope people don't just buy it because they want a Strictly gossip story. Because yeah. it's not that. Or don't get it because they're like, I've read that Strictly exactly. bit, but that's not what it is. That's it's, like maybe it's, 10 pages yeah. of a 304-page book. Yeah. <laughs> a book. <laughs> you know, so. And do you know what I love? My favourite type of book is like a coming, a coming of age and like a growing up story yeah. and like stories of redemption like that and like realisation. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? You know? That's what it is, and I'm glad. I'm glad it is that because I didn't yeah. want it to be a woe is me story because my life isn't woe is me. I've had a brilliant life, yeah. like I said. So I'm grateful for everything. Well, congrats on the book. Thank if you, you want to go and get it, you can get it right now. Dancing on eggshells, ten out of ten title. John didn't come up with it, but he did write it. <laughs> I did and write it's dead it. Did write it. Thank so you. go and check it out. Um, hey, we uh, of course have talked about all the serious stuff in the book. We um, have. However, we need to talk about this. There's a recipe. In the book for tea. <gasps> now, people might be like, we don't need a recipe for a cup of tea. Oh, but you actually, do. You do. I was saying before, the most important moment of the day, like that first brew, is make or break. It is. Don't you think? And if you have a bad brew, a bad brew can ruin your day. Yeah. But I mean, that's a bit dramatic. I know. think it can. It get- can start the negative yeah. spiral. I mean, getting hit by a bus or something would ruin your day more. Worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. Only slightly. But that might have been caused by a bad cup of tea. It could, because you were thinking about how bad that tea was. Yeah. You don't look and left then and right. Slam. And that's it. Bam. Yeah. So, <laughs> a bit dark, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but no, a bad <laughs> cup of tea is an abomination to yes. all of humanity, let's face it. Oh, well, I thought I'd get the good listeners of Virgin Radio to get in touch to tell us how they make their tea Heck. and see if it's approved by. John Waite, no less. Here we go. Uh, Ruth's been on. She says, hi, Nick and John. Uh, Quick cup of tea. She says, I brew in a bone china mug for four and a half minutes. If you have more time, I'd do in a teapot with an extra bag. For example, four bags for three people and brew for five minutes. Milk in the bone china mug first. She does say, I am very fussy. Is that a yay or a nay for you? Well, Ruth, I think bone china, (laughs) I do like a cup of tea in a bone china mug. Mm. But I think if it's not seven minutes brew time, you've not done it right, love. But, and also the main thing is, does she squeeze the tea bag? Oh, do you squeeze? No, you mustn't. Oh. You must gently escort the bag from cup to compost. <laughs> because if you squeeze the bag, you can taste it. Oh, really? It, I always squeeze it. I bet it tastes slightly bitter and ferrous on the, on the tip it of the does. tongue. Well, that's why. If you leave it in for seven minutes, Yorkshire tea, and then escort the tea bag from cup to compost, put in plenty of milk, 
that will be a life-changing I don't know why my mind's blown at the sentence, escort from cup to compost. Well, because otherwise you'll squeeze it. Yeah, you don't if you can't lift squeeze it, it. escort it. Um, all right, sorry, Ruth, no. Uh, <laughs> Elaine from Aberdeen says, hi, guys, it's Elaine here. Uh, Teabag in, pour boiling water in, leave for four minutes, teabag straight out. No stirring or squeezing the teabag like a maniac, she says. Yeah. Add milk and stir. Magic cup of tea. Best and easiest one you'll ever have. Well, I, I agree with Elaine a little mm-hmm. bit in terms of the non-squeezing, but four minutes, if I'm in a rush, all right. But if yeah. I've got the time, seven minutes, and you put a saucer on top of the cup to stop it from going cold. Oh, my God. And if you've got John. loads of time, you can pre-warm your cup. Oh, my God. But that is John. a bit, bit far. Ulrika uh, Ealing says, in a part with two tea bags, one sweetener and some milk to be added a few minutes later. Leave for a few minutes and then it's ready. Don't know about a sweetener. There's, there's not enough real direction in that. No, it's all a bit, a bit yeah, whimsical, isn't it? Yeah, wishy-washy. Yeah. Sorry, I'll recap. No, sorry, no. Uh, Craig from Gloucester, our final one. Um, Craig from Gloucester. Sounds quite extra. Um, I use filtered water uh, and boil the kettle once. Once boiled, leave for one to two minutes, then pour into the cup. I let the tea brew for five to six minutes and then add milk so the tea is a nice golden colour how do we feel about, but do there's we need no f- mention of, of whether or not he squeezes for <laughs> a start way, I love how John this is the most serious you've been on it one is, isn't it? but there's no mention there's no mention of whether or not he squeezes the tea bag which mm-hmm. is absolutely vital <laughs> filtered water Craig I mean unless you live in a, you know a, a, a muddy old sewer uh-huh. what's the point mm-hmm. um but you do you. At the end of the day, even though I know I like my cup of tea, seven mm-hmm. minutes non-squeezed, I'm not going to be so prescriptive and say that you're a, an evil human being if you don't do that. No, it's, it's your own kitchen. It's your, own it's your kitchen. rules. You do you. Know you. I mean, yeah. I will quietly judge you on the inside yeah. and think that, you know, you don't deserve any happiness in life at all. But uh, apart from that. But apart from that. You're fine. I am joking, by the way, because no, yeah, people jo- will get offended by that. But if yeah. people get offended, I just say, lighten up. Life's too short. Yeah, come you on. Know. It's too short. Um, how long into working on a show do you get your tea demand across? So, you know, when you start day one, say you started here day one or day one on Steph's Pat Lunch. Yeah. You couldn't be like, can I have it seven? It's a bit annoying. Well, how long how, how long into a relationship or a friendship with you, John, do people know how to do the tea? I think if you are willing to tell that person your life story and dirtiest secrets, yes. you can ask them to make you a seven-minute tea. Okay. And, my, and the producer, my producer, Courtney, on Steph's Pack Lunch, she's the most beautiful little human being ever. And whenever I ask her for a cup of tea, I start to say, but leave the tea bag in. Mm-hmm. And she says, yes, I know, seven minutes, squeeze plenty of milk. So <laughs> yes, I know. She's got me down to a tea. Well, now you've done your book... And the, your, you've, you know, opened up your world and your brain to everybody. Everyone Anyone. who reads your book yeah. knows now how John White likes his tea. Seven minutes and Seven do minutes. not squeeze. Do not squeeze. Um, John, thank you for coming to see us. Thank you. Um, have a great bank holiday weekend. You too. And congratulations on the book. It's Thanks. out right now. It if is. you've not got it, go and get it. Treat yourself. Yeah, Order it. Have a can. cup of tea with it. You can get signed copies on my website as well. There you go. Get a signed copy. Sold out. I've got, oh. more, got more coming. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> but I've sold out. <laughs> Thank you, John. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Virgin Radio. Coming up, we are getting Tracy Chapman and Keith Lemon on the phone to see how compatible they are. But first, it's time to cross to the Virgin Radio kitchens. Oh, hello, Martha. Happy Sunday. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. All right. I mean, this is quite the pinnacle of a moment for me. Prince, probably my favourite artist. And now... A dessert made by a chef. Like, that is that's a dream, <laughs> dream day for me, Martha. Um, so what have you got for us today? I hope it lives up to expectations. Mm-hmm. This is a coconut and lime eaten mess. Oh, yeah. So we're keeping it simple, uh-huh. but 
Delicious. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with it. You literally can't go wrong. The clue is in the title. <laughs> it's true. If it looks terrible, you're like, hello. It's supposed to it's be It's an eaten mess. Uh, come on, guys. And now, is this tradition on this show or just like a nice thing that you've done for me that you do a savoury Saturday and a sweet Sunday? We usually do savoury Saturday, sweet Sunday. Yeah. It just feels right, doesn't it? It feels feel like right. the, the order of a meal would be it really does. wrong to do it the other way. It feels way like Saturday is like the day I'm going to make a, a savoury dinner. And today is like, maybe I will sort of idle around the house and make an eaten mess. Exactly. And mm. if you wanted to do both of them together and have it as a meal, you've got all your stuff. And then this is quick. You've got time. You've got time to dash out and grab some raspberries and some custard yeah. and all the things. Yeah, do you like a dessert, Martha? I do love a dessert. Yeah, I love yeah. a dessert. I love, uh, to be honest, especially in the summer, I love an easy dessert. Yes. I think we all, if people who say they really love complicated desserts are probably lying. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> like, not really. Yeah, I like it when it's not too sciency. Yeah, you just... You know, it needs to just be just easy. Taste, it needs to taste good. It needs to taste of summer if mm-hmm. it's summer. And we've got all these gorgeous berries and different things going on and it's nice to celebrate them in nice simple ways it is it really is my boyfriend's someone who's like oh i don't really like desserts and then when i have a dessert always eats it oh always steals always a bit. not a bit he's like he's like i don't really like a dessert. i don't want one and then we'll eat one every single time there's always one always one there's always one so today, lime and coconut eaten mess. Oh, yes. Love an eaten mess, love lime, love coconut, but never had a lime and coconut eaten mess before. Mm, and it's a nice combination. It is a taste sensation. It really is. It really is good. Because you know the eaten mess texture and taste, and I think the coconut just adds something to it, doesn't it? Like a bit of sort of grittiness a or something. A little bit of crunch. Texture. Yeah. The guy who wrote the recipe, Rob mm. Allison, he has written it inspired by his favourite smell of summer, which is his suntan lotion. Oh, I do love that smell. <laughs> I was it's trying to work smell. out which suntan lotion smells like coconut and lime, because I want some Yeah, of that. no, we do need that. The coconut <laughs> one, though, like, you know that yeah, smell? Yeah, mm. I know. And, and, it, does, and it does smell like it. I remember when I was whisking it, I thought, there we go. It does, do you know what? It smell does. A, little, a little reminiscent of yeah, the sun Yeah, it really does. But I think the coconut and the lime taste fantastic in this for sure and a little bit of raspberry for that tang mm. it's a good one do you want, it's me, a to, good one. Do you want me to tell you how to tell us it? how to do it please I promise because it looks one. very fab and like really wow anything in a glass but it looks so com- <laughs> like is it complicated is this true is this gonna blow my tiny mind oh, this no, no. one this is so easy okay so we're taking some lovely fresh british raspberries putting them into a saucepan with some sugar and then literally we're cooking them for two minutes so you want them to just to become nice and juicy mm. the berries to poach through and it takes the edge off them then pour it into a jug or something like that and leave it to cool down completely then we're taking desiccated coconut putting it into a small frying pan and just giving it a little toast just to oh. kind of give it a little suntan turn that's, it golden i think that's why it tastes so good it really brings out the flavor mm. of coconut if you just chuck in the plain desiccated it would be kind of gritty in a different kind of mm. way <laughs> like a bit chewy but when you toast it it makes it more crunchy it brings yeah. out all that nuttiness which is lovely so Toast that until it's nice and golden, then let that cool down as well. And then, when you're ready to assemble, we're taking some number one vanilla custard with some double cream. Whisk that together. And I really love how it's got the custard in the eaten mess as well, because it makes Mm. it really luxurious, (laughs) really Mm -hmm. creamy. It's got this mixture of custard, double cream, and then the zest of two limes. Whisk that together until you get nice, soft peaks. And then you want to fold in a big kind of Cook's Ingredients meringue nest. There's 12 in the pack, and you put all 12 in, crush them up, fold it all together and then we're going to put a little bit of our cooled raspberry into the bottom of each glass mm-hmm. a little bit of the coconut and then fold the rest of your raspberry through the cream and this is where you don't want to go crazy because if you fold too much you'll just get pink right pink cream so you just you, want like a 
a little sort of ripple. A ripple is what you want. So just swizz your spatula around twice and then divide it between your glasses. A little bit of a lime zest and coconut on top, a little raspberry to finish, and then they can go into the fridge until you need them. And if you don't want to faff around with all the different glasses, if you're thinking, I want to make this for lots of people and I don't want I don't want all of my glassware to be full of eaten mess, you can mm-hmm. do it in a big bowl. You just do one big bowl and then get everyone to just come and take a big mm-hmm. scoop. It's so good. And that sounded so easy. I'm like, I could teach that at a TED Talk now after hearing that once. I'm like, I've got this recipe down. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I don't know if that's just you being an incredible chef and a good orator that makes me think, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> if you want to go and try it out, waitrose.com forward slash show chef. Uh, on there are all the recipes that Martha do. So if you want to do yesterday's steak, that is on there and how to make the amazing, um, was it crying tiger? Yeah, crying tiger Oh, so good. Uh, if you want to try that one out or you want to try this lime and coconut eaten mess is on there as well. Waitrose.com forward slash show chef. Martha, thank you so much. You are welcome. It's been a pleasure to cook for you. Oh, it's been so nice you cooking for me, obviously. Um, but thanks for being so nice. You are very welcome. Thank you so much, Martha. Um, all of Martha's recipes are up there and also check out our socials as well at Virgin Radio UK. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Virgin Radio. Very soon, I'm going to be joined by Angela Scanlon, who is going to be presenting the show next week. But right now, if you've been listening to the show whilst I've been covering for Graham, then this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, four weeks ago, I said, I wonder if out there, um, there is a Graham Norton. Could we find, uh, not a replacement Graham Norton, but just a, a man called Graham Norton, just to give us a bit of, bit of, bit of Graham Norton-ness uh, on this show. And we couldn't find a Graham Norton. We couldn't. Uh, we found a Kate Bush. Uh, she, she had to change her, change her name completely. Life was hell being Kate Bush, especially in the 90s and 80s. Uh, we had uh, all sorts of people. We had, a, we had John Lennon. Of course, we had John Lennon. We had Tracy Chapman, who gets asked every single day if she has a fast car. And then we found Virgin Radio's very own Lee Francis who of course plays character Keith Lemon based that character Keith Lemon on his actual friend who lives in Leeds who's called Keith Lemon so we thought we'd get the original Keith Lemon on um, and it was it was quite the show having Trace Chapman and Keith Lemon on well I'm happy to say we have them back good morning Keith Lemon good morning how good. are you I'm very good how are you yeah, I'm good. It's it's like been like a soap opera. This hasn't it the last Oh my week. god, the drama! Tell you what, <laughs> people say Oppenheimer's the drama of the summer, but I think it's uh, I think it's th- this <laughs> maybe. Um, how's your Sunday morning going, Keith? Uh, very good. I'm just about to do a ten mile run after this. Uh, oh. So, oh, just yeah. the ten. <laughs> just, wow. just a little steady ten. Up wow, there. ten miles. Jeez, Louise. Now, last time we spoke, Keith, you said um, you uh, were. What well, did you say? I don't want to paraphrase, but did you say you were looking for love or just up for love? Well, it'd be nice to find someone who's um, you know looking for love as well, or you know similar interests. You never know. Yeah, similar interests. Yeah, but, it'd be I mean, nice to plug it on your station. Why not? And you were saying in the Halifax area. Yeah. Yeah. Well. The drama gets juicy here because Tracy Chapman, not her with the fast car, another one, is also from Halifax. So good morning, the other Tracy Chapman. Good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Tracy, we've not spoke, have we? I've just read your text out. 
I know. Hiya, Tracy. And I started all this malarkey, didn't I? You did, Tracy. You did start this drama. (laughs) We've been on the edge of our seat literally for weeks now, Tracy. And how's your Sunday morning going, Tracy? Are you off for a 10-mile run? No, I'm going for a 10-minute dog walk. Yeah, that's yeah. more than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Tracy Chapman, meet Keith Lemon. Keith Lemon, meet Tracy Chapman. Hello, Hello Keith Tracy. Lemon. How are, How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, great. How are you? I'm brilliant. Very good. Oh, God. Oh. By the way, I don't actually live in Halifax. Oh, oh, Tracy! Oh, oh, oh. She's just <laughs> only about ten down. minutes away, though. Oh, ten minutes! It's all right. <laughs> Keith will run that. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about that. That's a dog walk, that. You'll be all right with that. Um, well, guys, we just thought, you know, this is, there's no pressure. No pressure. We don't want to be one of them friends that's like, oh, let's go to the pub and I'll bring my friend. And, oh, my God, look, uh-huh. Claire from work said, we're not doing a four-set date. There's no pressure. We just want to see if there's anything between the original Keith Lemon and the other Tracy Chapman, just to see if you guys gel at all. So I just have a series of questions that I can run through just to see some magic may occur in the Halifax area. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, Tracy, let's start with you. Um, okay. Would you say you're a cat person or a dog person? Uh, a dog person, definitely. Dog person, yeah. Favourite dog at all, Tracy? Shih Tzu. Right, yeah. She My said, dog. Yeah, Shih Tzu, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Keith, cat or dog? I'm a dog as well. Oh, yes! <laughs> Love that. Okay, right, that's one down there. Um, next up, Tracy, if you were going out for tea, would you like to go for a posh meal or would you like to go just for a pub meal? Pub meal, definitely. Pub meal, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Can't be bothered yeah. with a faff me. No. No. <laughs> it's too Ide- expensive. It, too expensive. Ideally, I'd like dead nice food in a pub, so it's dead yummy, yeah. but n- not mm. annoying. Yeah. Me um, too. Yeah, that, that's what we want. Um, Keith? Oh, what about, what about just chips and gravy? I love chips and gravy. Oh, it's not about me. Tracy! <laughs> <laughs> what do you have on your chips, Tracy? Curry sauce. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know what, though? I got curry sauce. Maybe I'll go out with Tracy. Um, yeah. All right, then. Um, next up, Tracy, would you like a beer or would you like a wine? Oh, a wine. A wine, I'm yeah. a wine girl. I'm a wine girl, yeah. What kind of wine would you have, Tracy? Uh, Pinot Blush. Oh, yeah. Or a Sauvignon. Oh, a little savvy blank. Mm. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Quite Graham Norton here. Um, yeah. Keith, what would you have? Beer or wine? Well, first it'd be a beer, then I'm a red wine lush. Oh, okay. <gasps> B- beer starter. That's oh, okay. Yeah. We don't have to share, do we, then? No, you can have <laughs> whatever you want. You can like different things. Have a <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tracy, night in or night out? Uh, night out. Night out. And Keith, night in or night out, what are we saying? No, yeah, night out. Night out. Uh, All right, that's, that's great. I'm feeling the vibes here. I'm not even joking. It feels very compatible. Do you know what I mean? You better get your hat, you better get your hat uh, Graham. I'm Nick, Nick. not Graham. Nick. This is how the whole thing started. <laughs> we need a Graham. Well, well, do you know what? We've got like two and a half out of four, which is uh, it's pretty good. It's not, yeah. It could be better. I mean, breaking yeah. news, you both like dogs and alcohol. I mean, you're mad. Yeah. What are the chances? What are the chances that two people like nights out and dogs, eh? Dogs and alcohol. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. You couldn't write it. Um, well, guys, uh, it was a, a joy to get you both on the radio together. 
Pleasure. I, I want joking when I said this is all I've been thinking about for weeks. So yeah. I will make <laughs> it my aim <laughs> that Tracy and Keith hang out together. Would you be up for hanging out together? Maybe a little little pint at lunchtime or something? Yeah, yeah I'd be quite happy to meet up for a drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Let's make it happen. There we go. Love formed and found on the Graham Norton radio show, maybe. Um, all right, then. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and um, congratulations you. on your burgeoning love. Thank you very much. I mean, what are the chances? Dogs and pints. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable, really. Um, Tracy, thank you so much. Have a great Sunday. Thank you. And you. And Keith, thank you so much. Oh, pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Virgin Radio. Hey, next week when you put on the Graham Norton Radio Show with no Graham Norton and me, Nick Grimshaw, there's going to be no me either. It's going to be the Graham Norton Radio Show previously with Nick Grimshaw and no Graham Norton still, but with Angela Scanlon, which is quite a catchy title, I feel. Um, Morning, Angela. Good morning. (laughs) Do you like the official title? I love it. I feel like they've got a flavour of Graham in both of us. Mine in my accent, you're in your, I don't know, hair? (laughs) Hair, love of white wine. Yeah. Zeus, love of white wine. Yeah, yeah exactly. I have a dog. <clears throat> we're yeah. basically the same person. <laughs> You're um, exactly the we're same. We're exactly the same. And um, how are you, Angela? I'm all right, thank yeah. you. You've been sounding glorious. Oh, thank I mean, you. unsurprisingly, you know, you're a, bit, you're a bit seasoned at this. But yeah, well done. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Andrew. It's been really nice. Dead yeah. nice to dip a toe back into radio. I, I sort yeah. of panic about it every night before it. And then when I get here, I'm like, oh, it's just talking. I do this all day. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, I thought that was oh, just me. Just so are you saying that never leaves? Oh, yeah, no, no, you, it's oh. your life's hell. Yeah. Oh, um, but then, <laughs> until, the, until the spotlight's on, darling, <laughs> then we're ready. Um, so you're going to yeah. be here next weekend, which is very, very exciting. Um, yes. You're going to be looking after the Graham Norton radio show with no Graham Norton, but with Angela Scanlon, um, which is dead exciting. Um, mm-hmm. What is the plan? What can we be hearing when we put on Virgin Radio next weekend? I mean, lots of all the glorious usual stuff you hear, like the best music and the lols. But also we've got a couple of brilliant guests. So Giovanna Fletcher, who's a pal of mine and such a, so brilliant. I love her her podcast, but she's on to talk about Copperfield and the trek that mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, so lots to chat about there. And then Dr. Amir Khan, he's got a new novel, How Not to Have an Arranged Marriage. Oh, mega. DMC, I feel like that would be quite an interesting uh, an interesting chat so Definitely. yeah well that's a that's a dream weekend of guest right there angela isn't it and hopefully martha will be in with a bit of grub oh yeah well do you know what i i week one i got here and they were like oh martha's on a summer tour i said get her oh. back and then one week martha was like i'm on my holidays so what? i yeah i know that's the only reason i did it yeah, I know. Um, but, Seriously, but you got a, a big slab of beef yesterday. I did wasn't get a beef? big, big slab of beef yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. it's been all right. I'm getting an eaten mess today. So oh, no. glorious. It's all right. Okay, keep um, your And as well as looking after the Graham Norton radio show, um, mm. Angela, you are about to take on a behemoth of a challenge. Um, Strictly is it's on. The rehearsals have started, right? 
Um, they haven't oh started yet. Oh, they've not. Oh, okay. Imminent, oh, I thought it imminently. No, oh, imminently, no. And okay. everyone keeps saying that, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm literally in limbo." Have you limbered kind of yet? Waiting. Have you done like a leg stretch and like? Oh, I've done a leg stretch. Mm, done a yeah, stretch. and I'm trying. I have a resistance band, so yeah. I'm trying to, you know. Um, Move. <laughs> and you're in the splits right now, aren't you? As you as I'm you speak in, to us. I have currently got my ankle behind <laughs> my seventh vertebrae. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is a weird sort of limbo because I I still don't know my partner. Obviously, you know, I'm on kind of. I'm suddenly have a new uh, audience, if you like, on Instagram. Every time I chat on Instagram, it's like, who's your partner? I bet it's Giovanni. I bet it's Gorka. I bet it, you know, it's a it's a whole other thing. And I don't know anything. And I'm really <gasps> awful at oh keeping a secret. So, but I, I do find out my partner very soon. But then I also have to keep that a secret. Oh, God. Um, yeah. So, didn't you tell uh, everyone that you did Strictly? Like when you got told you were doing Strictly, didn't you just tell like, all your friends? Yeah. Yeah. I told yeah. everybody. Yeah. Everybody who'd listened to me because I was like, what do, you th- what do you think? I was searching in their eyes for validation and reassurance. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's supposed to be super top secret and I've spoken to some of the other contestants they were like I didn't even tell my mom, and then it leaked and I was gutted I was like you didn't tell your mom. Uh, yeah well that's not yeah. that is still keeping a secret if you tell your mom. like that, that come on if it's in blood it's, it's you've not told anyone it's my mom. Yeah. it's my mom. well you're gonna I be don't... amazing on it Andrew I can't wait oh, for um, for it what, to start no I think you are you're gonna be great on it I think you're great crack aren't you and you're gonna give it your all I don't think you're gonna I, turn look, up gonna being like yeah, yeah I feel like you'll get stuck <laughs> I don't think you're gonna turn up and be like mm, I don't really feel like it today I feel like you're yeah. a grafter and you'll get on with it which is well. fantastic telly for us yeah, hopefully, hopefully, but I'm also really clumsy. So I'm hoping that I manage to just not stop myself on day one coming down them bloody big stairs. Well, if you do, again, great TV for us. <laughs> you get sympathy <laughs> votes the then. Thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're, then people will be like, oh, look at Angela. She's got to walk downstairs. <laughs> Let's vote for her. And <laughs> um, well, Angela, have a great time on Streetly and have an Thanks, amazing lovely. time um, looking after the Graham Norton radio show with no Graham Norton, formerly of Nick Grimshaw, and now with Angela Scanlon. It's a really catchy title. And um, Angela. Is glorious. Looking after you on Virgin Radio um, next weekend from 9.30. Make sure you're listening. And then when it gets announced who her partner is and then she's on Strictly, also make sure you vote for her. I feel like we need a campaign. Go Ange campaign. Start it now, Nick. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. (laughs) Um, Dead nice to talk to you and hopefully um, see you in real life soon. I would love that. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great one. See you later. Talk to you soon. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to me looking after the Graham Norton radio show. Um, Thanks for all your texts and getting involved on the show. It has been a blast. So thank you for having me. Uh, Make sure you follow us on all our socials to keep up to date. And make sure you check out our YouTube channel too. Just look up at Virgin Radio UK and you'll find loads of great interviews and live sessions too. I hopefully will see you very soon. Nick Grimshaw on the Graham Norton radio show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Download the Virgin Radio app to catch up.